This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Hi, Dave Brown here. I'm the host of Now with Dave Brown on AMI Audio. What is Now with Dave Brown? That's a really good question. It's your daily dose of news, sports, politics, technology, and so much more, all through the lens of the blind and partially sighted community. Things do get a bit heated. We debate some pretty big issues, and I give a hot take or two, but it keeps the debate moving and keeps things interesting. Listen to Now with Dave Brown wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Voices of the Walrus on AMI-audio, where professional readers give voice to articles from Canada's best general interest magazine. I'm your host, Roger Ashby. Fred Rogers believed everybody was somebody. A box of lost letters tells the story of how he helped Cinders McLeod's mother believe in herself. Norma Wick reads My Mum and Mr. Rogers by Cinders McLeod. Cinders McLeod has had her writing and illustrations published in The Guardian and The Globe and Mail and featured on CBC TV. I'm Norma Wick. This is a first-person account titled My Mum and Mr. Rogers by Cinders McLeod from the November-December issue of The Walrus. Picture her life, starting in the Depression. My mother is born in the 1930s to a working-class immigrant family living in Toronto. Her father is a foreman at Castleman's Wiping Cloths Company, and the couple has three children, two cherished boys, and one perhaps not as cherished girl. Her name? Diane Hutchings. Not worth a middle name. Diane gets her high school diploma, teacher certificate, marriage certificate. But... In the early 1960s, marriage leaves her isolated in a Richmond Hill bungalow. She lacks confidence, but she's a natural creative. She paints, presses flowers, and pens poems, and she teaches her students to be creative, too. A few years later, in 1968, she would win the Mrs. Chatelaine title, an award bestowed by the women's magazine on the best Canadian homemakers. That would give her a dishwasher and a fleeting belief in herself. In 1963, Mum, my young siblings, and I sit at the table with paper and crayons watching the CBC, and that's when we encounter Fred Rogers. The network invited the young American, who had worked on a local children's show in Pittsburgh, to create a new kids' program in Canada. Mum describes the segment featuring Mr. Rogers in his land of make-believe as different from anything she'd seen. Fred was so quick to pick up on how bad things could become good things for children, no matter what challenges they faced. It was a message I needed to hear, too. Then, one day, the show's not there. She writes to the CBC and gives the broadcaster hell. Mum remembers Rogers writing back. He'll return after Christmas. And so begins years of correspondence and collaboration. Soon, he invites us all to his CBC set. Mum also shows him her unpublished children's book, What's a Tree For? What's the Snow For? What's a Friend For? etc. In one letter, he asks for copies. I would like to use them when we start to tape in color, probably November. 
I like them very much. I've also got a couple ideas for publishers. I didn't know about the letters until I visited Mum in her retirement home apartment this February, and she mentioned she couldn't find them. I remembered the studio visits, but I didn't know they'd continued to keep in touch. I searched her closet and, in a box marked Keepers, found some survivors. A few weeks after that, the pandemic took hold and I could no longer visit. Most of our pre-pandemic phone calls had relied on me carrying the conversation with good news. But now, there wasn't much to share. Instead, I crafted questions about her friendship with Mr. Rogers before our calls, then methodically asked them until she tired. There were some lonely days for her in lockdown, but I'd hear a change in her voice whenever I mentioned Rogers. He was a man who had recognized her, and her daughter wanted to know that story. In one letter, he suggests she shows her books to two CBC children's entertainers, Bob Hummy, better known as the Friendly Giant, and Ernie Coombs, who had graduated from being Rogers's puppeteer to being on Butternut Square. Perhaps the performers might be interested in reading them on their shows, he writes. By then, he had moved to Pittsburgh, and I like to think he was looking out for her in his absence. When I asked if she'd taken the suggestion, I got a story for an answer. Ernie was on a show called Butternut Square, and I asked my pupils to write him a letter about what they liked best, and they wrote they loved the part where he dressed up. So, I sent Ernie all their letters telling him that. And then his own show airs, and it's called Mr. Dress Up. The program went on to become one of Canada's most beloved children's shows. Maybe Mum had something to do with that. How good to receive your news, Rogers wrote, when she won Mrs. Chatelaine. We're delighted for you. As you go into the TV studios, just remember how much joy you're bringing to the people who will be watching and listening. You will be telling how a growing family has always worked at living together creatively. Since Marshall McLuhan, another creative Canadian, calls TV a cool medium, one which can command a lot of participation, you have the chance to elicit a lot of positive response. Mum eventually ended a difficult marriage, got a degree at night school, and continued sending her books to publishers. Rogers assumed that becoming Mrs. Chatelaine would catapult her into recognition. It didn't. But it reassures her, to this day, that it was something he thought she deserved. My educated guess is that we can only get so many rejection slips, bills, put-downs and disappointments before we pack away our dreams in a box marked Keepers. The day after we read Rogers' letters, I took Mum to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the 2019 film about Rogers. There's a moment when Tom Hanks asks us to think about the people who helped us become who we are. I looked at Mum. She was crying. She always gets teary when she tells a story about someone believing in someone else. The group of seven painter Lauren Harris's belief in Emily Carr, before she became a famous artist herself, is Mum's favorite in this genre. Later, I asked her if Rogers was the Harris to her car. I never thought of it like that before, but yes, I believe he was. Mr. Rogers' love and land of make-believe 
live on. This was a first-person account titled My Mom and Mr. Rogers by Cinders McLeod from the November-December issue of The Walrus. I'm Norma Wick. You've been listening to Voices of the Walrus on AMI-audio, produced by Don Dickinson, audio engineering by Sam Robinson and Bill Shackleton. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank, and I'm your host, Roger Ashby. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating and review, and subscribe for more. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.